You're listening to Steel Salary Cap Fantasy Football. The one and only podcast dedicated to providing analysis, advice, and entertainment for salary cap fantasy football players. Now, here are your hosts, Tim Kennedy and Sean McGuire. Well, gather round, everybody. It is time once again for the Steel Salary Cap Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Tim Kennedy. I'm here with Sean McGuire. Hello. And Justin Bodie is joining us today. Hey, guys. We are outside on Sean's patio. It's about, what, 30 degrees? Yeah. It's a lovely day in Minnesota. Wonderful. It's overcast. For the end of January. Yeah. Hey, guys, I've been thinking a little bit. You know, some fantasy podcasts have, like, a name for the people that listen to the show, kind of like a fun little name. Okay. And so I was thinking, what could our name be for the people that listen to to Steel? Steelers? And I thought of Steelers. But that's been taken. And, and that, that's taken. Well, and, it's kind of a pun. And not soup. Uh, well, or a double on. No, that's something. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's super imaginative. And then I thought, well, maybe, like, larcenists... But that doesn't, like, drip off the tongue, right? No. So I, I think I finally settled on one that I kind of like. Okay. Purloiners. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? <clears throat> per, purloin yeah. feels like a place. It's like a private groin thing. Well, that's just a like... loin. I mean, if you shorten it to loiners, I suppose that might be. But I... I I'm reading your faces. I feel like you're not super into this. See idea. that island? <laughs> There's an island, and you're you're on it. <laughs> Bowed? Yeah. Hey, it could work. You know, more power to you. He's so such nice. A nice. Such a nice guy. What a guy. Hey, uh, Bodie. Last time, I'm just kidding about purloiners. By the way, I, unless maybe it'll take off. We'll see. It could work. We'll see. Um, Bodie, last time, well, not last time, I think maybe the first time or one of the first times you were on the show, we were talking about Matthew Stafford and his real estate. I mentioned uh, that his wife was uh, looking at real estate, I believe. Yeah, uh, outside of the Detroit area. Oh, right. And so now... They had maybe put, was there some, like, had put his house up for, on, on uh listing or something or what? You know, I don't really remember. They had denied that they were leaving, but there was some rumor that had been seen with a real estate agent or something. I, I don't remember the exact details. And so now it seems like those rumors maybe had some merit, huh? Yeah. Got, Looking like it. We might have Stafford on the move, maybe Watson, Goff. We got a lot of quarterbacks that might have a new home next year. Kirk? Cousins? <laughs> I'm just saying if Watson comes here, Ooh. Kirk will be going somewhere. I mean. Boy, that'd be exciting for be us super exciting. fans. I don't think it's happening, but it'd be exciting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely an unusual year to see this many legit starting quarterbacks potentially available you never like, really see that not like really old guys either i mean no. they're in early 30s goffs and you know i think well watson mid- i mean come on yeah you'll never see a guy like that as a free agent no i think available for trade <laughs> what should the vikings give up for watson what do you think i say pretty much what we gave up for herschel plus plus an extra <laughs> pick maybe <laughs> yeah maybe maybe throwing two or three more first rounders yeah i, I mean I, I think uh uh, some of those guys, like uh, uh, Darren Nelson, are, are way over the hill now, though. I wouldn't give up Ike Holt. <laughs> you keep Ike Holt. He's probably, he's probably 50-something. Yeah, I'd, I'd like Ike Holt. Keep him. 
All right. We're, are we done with our tour of 1980s Vikings? Okay. <laughs> I'd like to see Stafford go to uh, Indy. I'll tell you, as a Stafford manager, that'd be a, be a nice As a home Paris home. Campbell uh, owner, I would love that as well. That's not where our money is. Carson Wentz is going to Indy because uh, Frank Reich has history with him. I think Stafford, I was going to call it, I think he's going to San Francisco. So I think you're going to see Jimmy G, who we talked about earlier. I think that's my suspicion. He's coming to Minnesota. Oh, God, that would be terrible. <laughs> He'll be a backup somewhere. I would be like Jimmy G. Oh, Jimmy G? Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll keep Kirk. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't mind Stafford in uh, San Fran, though. I, I, there's some talented pass catchers. Yeah, pass I'd like catchers. that. How about talk? the Raiders? Oh, God, we're talking even I mean, more. Are they for sure going to? No, because I mean they'd be aggressive. I could see them going for a Stafford or something as they well. Need, they need. Uh, they've got. We talked about this before. They, teams like the San Francisco and Oakland have, are putting a lot of money in quarterbacks that they don't have to put, spend that money on because they're not. There's no guaranteed money, so they can get out. So, yeah. I mean, if I was in, if I was in uh, Las Vegas, I said Oakland. But if I was in Las Vegas, I would. I'd much rather have Stafford than. They'll than probably move back to Oakland again. They always do. <laughs> That's probably that's true. <laughs> Thirty years on their stadium, right? When they need a new stadium. yard anymore. Yeah. All right. Well, it'll be fun to watch. See where these quarterbacks end up. We've got a uh, a twenty twenty rookie redraft today for you. We are going to take turns uh, going around the table here, the three of us, um, and making our choices. We did not ever do like a draw who should go first, except Justin's birthday was yesterday. So, Justin, I think you go first, and then we'll go clockwise. I don't know. Sure. Okay, so it'll be Justin, Sean, and myself. So how does this work? I would say who I'd take number one or top. Yeah, and then I'll we'll tell you why you're wrong. Yeah, okay. I would. you're you're on the clock. you got to pick one one in a, in a redo for 2020 And is this, say, what's the format of the league? Presume salary cap league. Uh, presume half point. PPR, presume one quarterback. And um, two receivers? Is it mandatory three receivers? Or does that make a difference? I I feel like this is a conversation that should have happened before (laughs) I push record. I think you can. uh, I'll go with the standard we use. The reason I ask is because I have two guys very close to the top. Um, I'll be a receiver and one I would say you maybe two running backs, two receivers, and a flex. In that case, I'm going with Jonathan Taylor. Number one, number one, with a very close a Justin Jefferson. But I, I, I really love the way Taylor closed out the season. I mean, and look at him during the season, you kind of felt like, oh, he's average and not doing much. And then you look at the end of the season, he had like, I don't know, 1,100 yards rushing, 300 receiving, and a dozen touchdowns for a guy that was like used intermittently throughout the year. That's pretty good. And if they get a quarterback to go with him, I like the team. So. And we did cover uh, earlier on the podcast that the end of the season um, schedule is pretty favorable for Indianapolis. But I agree with you in watching Taylor at the end of the year. He looked like a different back to me. He was he was showing vision, lateral movement, stuff I was not seeing early in the year. Yeah, I think he's. I I, I think the game started to slow down for him. Um, I wouldn't take him one, um, mostly because. If I have a wide receiver that I feel real comfortable as a hit, I'm going to take that uh, player first um, because it's harder to get a guy who's you know great in year one. So um, so that's why I, you know and I have Taylor down a little bit. Um, I don't actually even have him as my top running back, but um, but I understand why. I understand yep. why. Sean, who are you taking at two? I'm going to take. I'm going to take Justin Jefferson. This is a guy that 
I, I faded, um, and I, I was wrong. I think but he did uh, you pass on him like three times? I passed on, well, twice, and then I traded a pick where I could have taken him a third time. Yep, and ended up being pretty happy with the guys that I got, but um, with the trade. But you know, if I could do it all over again, there'd be uh, no chance that I would let him slide. I wouldn't let him slide past number one. Um, I think he is. Uh, um, I think he has the kind of game that I expect will be um, uh, durable, regardless of situation. I, I don't. It's not premised on you know uh, a bunch of random plays where he got open deep. Um, and instead, he was he was um, the Vikings' best receiver uh, all over the field, and uh, his route running is elite. And I really like uh, a guy that can get open in all situations. And I think he's going to be very good for a very long time. So Justin Jefferson, number two. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I, I can't argue with either one of those picks. Uh, we'll see if you can argue with my pick here. Um, at number three, I'm going to go with C.D. Lamb. My reasoning for that is with Dak healthy, CeeDee Lamb was uh, wide receiver one. It was a low-end wide receiver one, but he was at number 12, I think, when Dak went out, went down. Um, I like the long-term prospects for receivers. I'm tempted to go. I have a running back that I like here, but um, I'm opting to go with the receiver who might be on my team uh, for eight years, might be a generational kind of talent. Yeah, okay. uh, so CeeDee Lamb's my pick. Yeah, it's higher than I had him, but I again I can't argue with it for the, all the same reasons. I, I I see the same things, and I know yeah. you've got CD, so you got to. Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of CD. Like I say, Jefferson would have been my top receiver in hindsight, but I, CD is my second receiver. And right, me too. For all the reasons you said, and with Dak coming back next year, it should only be better. All right, who are you taking for, Bode? But the, I think that dog is. The oh, yeah. dog is picking next. Ba- it, it's been a while <laughs> I, since. I think I, if I interpreted it right, he was saying J.K. Dobbins. <laughs> um, and it's the been reason. A while. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Was, were you giving your fourth pick? Well, I was speaking for the dog. The dog, is, speaking picking, for me, the dog yeah. is picking for Justin, yeah. <laughs> All right, go ahead. But, I won't interrupt. But yeah, I'd say Dobbins, I'd take four. Okay. Um, reason being, again, it, it's hard to find those elite backs if you don't get them early in a rookie draft. You can kind of get your James Robinsons out of nowhere, maybe, but there's not many of them. And. Dobbins, while well, he maybe had a slow start with Ingram moving on, and just the, you know, a few years ago I had like Gus Edwards for a while, and he put up big numbers because I think when you have a quarterback like Lamar Jackson, creating all this misdirection and people are worried about that with the read option, if you have a running back with decent skill, they're gonna rack up some yardage and they like to run the ball a lot. So I think the future for him looks bright in that offense. Yeah, I uh, I, I can't disagree with that. Although I did bump him down. On my list, from two to three, like like twenty minutes ago, um, and the guy that I put ahead of him is still on the board. So, can I can I comment on Dobbins before you go ahead? Nope, you're not allowed to. No, go ahead. I, I I'm a little bit concerned about Dobbins. I'm not concerned about his talent at all, but I I don't love the Ravens for him with um, Jackson taking so much of the rushing production. Um, he doesn't get a lot of passing work, and that makes me a little bit nervous. Yeah. I just see those running backs with a effective read option quarterback that runs. Like when I had uh, Alfred Morris's rookie year and the Redskins with uh, RG3, I mean, Alfred Morris was an average back, but when you have an elite quarterback like that and people are respecting the run and they have to stay home to respect him possibly keeping the ball, and then the running back goes up the middle, they just like start and get chunk yards. And if they can get that rolling, I just see 
good things for him. And, and Dobbins, despite the fact that he was sharing the ball with Ingram a little bit, although Ingram was out a lot this last year, and Gus, Gus yeah, the bus. Yeah. Don't Gu- forget Gus. Um, and and the maybe the one of the best running backs in the league in Lamar Jackson. Uh, he still ended up with e- either one. nine or ten touchdowns on the year, something like that. And so, you know, I'm, Justin's theory that you can still be productive with a quarterback who might you might lose some you know, some rushing uh, touchdowns, but you're also getting so much more volume overall uh, that that it makes up for that. So I don't I I think there's some logic behind that. Yeah, yeah. I don't hate the pick. I just I have a little bit of concern. All right, do you the only a- thing I don't like is that. We've picked two of Farhan's guys already. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick somebody that's not one of Farhan's guys. I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick DeAndre Swift. And uh it, it, Stafford moving on makes me a little nervous, but I really see a total complete back there. Um and I think pretty much he's gonna if that team ends up being kind of mediocre, I think that he's gonna be one of these players that basically gets like the old Le'Veon Bell would would if he didn't rush very successfully in a particular game, he might have 100 yards receiving. So, I just think Swift is is that guy, and I don't see um, a share situation that I do see with. Uh, I think Baltimore has has at least shown that they're they're interested in in uh, in um, sharing carries, e- even if if uh, you know Ingram moves on, um, they might also split the backfield as well. So. I just see that as less of a possibility in Detroit. You made my pick a lot harder. That's that's the uh, running back that I was debating between when I took C.D. Lamb. Uh, now, now it's definitely a lot harder. I am going to go C.E.H. Uh, the reason I'm going with him is I love the offense. He's going to be in Kansas City for five years. Um, with an explosive offense like that, I feel like he's going to come around uh, he didn't have a great season this year. I think he ended up in uh, uh, as the running back 23 in points per game, which is not great. He was running back 27 and half PPR for a finish. But uh, I, st- I still like the talent. I still like the, the place, his, his team. So I'm going to go with CEH. Yeah, I mean, you could definitely do worse than having him on your team. Is he going to be your number one back that probably carries you through? I mean, he might in a a few weeks, but I think he's a solid number two back in fantasy lineups just because of the offense he's in. Um, With some upside. And, yeah. and, and, you know, he's sort of getting a few short yardage touchdowns late in the year, but and that's, that's, that's that's the knock on him possibly. I think that's the, that's the reason why I have him. Actually, I have him. I guarantee I have him the lowest of the three of us because I probably have him out of the first round. Wow. Yep. Or maybe the number 12 pick, something like that. But um, I am not in on CEH and it's because I don't see him being productive on the goal line and I also think that offense is going to the vision of him being kind of a modern day Brian Westbrook um, I think for me is done because that offense is so much through through Mahomes that um, whether they use the running backs I think it's an afterthought and I think that other running backs have kind of demonstrated that they can be productive in that offense as well and maybe be more productive on the goal line. And, and we're talking kind of mediocre backs that are, are, are looking better than him right now. And um, so I think he's going to end up being a role player. I'm not I'm not sold on CEH. All right, Bode, we got pick number seven to you. 
I guess I'd take James Robinson, Jaguars. I mean, just based on the kind of year he had last year. Now, do they maybe bring in somebody to split with him? I, I don't know, but he sure showed that he could produce on a team that wasn't winning. Usually running backs on losing teams are not great for fantasy because their the game script is bad. But if you get everything. But I imagine if they actually like draft Trevor Lawrence and they're good and then they you know, add some pieces and they don't, they have enough other needs that replacing him is probably not what they're going to look to do in this right. draft, right? So I'd take him. Well, and he passes the eye test. If you watch him play, yeah. he, he if looks you, if you didn't know, If someone just told you he was the second-round draft pick, you would watch him and be like, yep. Right. He, he probably would be rated higher on our lists, Right. honestly. We're yeah. probably still discounting him. But, yeah, uh, I, yeah I, I, totally, I totally agree with your analysis of his situation. Uh, I think, Tim, I suspect you like him as well. I do. Um and I think you liked him first of all of us. So I think, uh, for me, it, it, yeah, I think it's I think that's real solid. Can I move? Yeah. Can I take my pick? Yet? Yeah, okay. number eight. All right, this one is hard for me. Yeah. This one, and I'll t- I'm just going to tell you the two players that I'm considering right here. They are T. Higgins, right, uh, and Brandon Ayuk. Those are the two players that I'm I'm considering right here, and I am giving the nod to Brandon Ayuk. Now. Is that because I drafted him? Possibly. <laughs> yes. Yes. Possibly, but <clears throat> it's also an eye test thing. It's an also an eye test thing, and it's also a Joe Burrow thing. And we've talked a little bit about my anxiety about Joe Burrow's knee, and that for me was the, was the thing that tipped the scales, is that uh, I'm not super confident that Burrow's going to make it back 100% and be what everybody was hoping he would be. Um, when you look at San Francisco and you think, okay, Ayuk had a very productive season with Jimmy Garoppolo and worse quarterbacks throwing the football. Um, and some of those things that Kittle coming back, um, it makes me a little bit, of ner- little bit nervous. Um, Debo coming back doesn't really make me nervous. I'm not really that, all that worried about that. So that, that's, that's how I look at it. And I come I'm, down to 51% Brandon Ayuk. I'm curious why Debo doesn't make you nervous, given that their because games I, are similar. Because I, I don't actually think their games are that similar. Okay. I think I see uh, Ayuk as a much more complete receiver. Debo, to me, seems like a, like a poor man's Percy Harvin. He's going to be injured most of his career. He plays too physically, and, um, and I, I don't see him as a, uh, a guy that can catch the ball everywhere on the field where I do feel that way about Ayuk and Justin Jefferson and CD lamb. Um, Debo, I think is a guy who's going to get balls close to the line of scrimmage, like LaVisca Chenault and try to run for yardage and lower his head and get injured. So that's, 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 that's why it's, it was really close though. Yeah. Now, I like Ayuk between the two you're mentioning there and not necessarily who I would take in right here, but he's pretty close. One of the next ones to take, he, he had a nice season for sure. So I'm going to take, the other guy that you mentioned in T. Higgins. Uh, He led the Bengals wide receivers in touchdowns this year with six. He had a 19% target share. Um, I'm still holding out hope that Burrow uh, recovers uh, fully, uh, or mostly fully at least. Maybe Um, he's more of a pocket passer and he's actually better for the receivers. You never know. It could be. Uh, I just feel like they could have a long long-standing connection i'm excited about that so i'm gonna go with t higgins so it puts me up um i guess i'm seeing a run on receivers <laughs> so i'm gonna jump in and take claypool here Ooh. i mean 
my concern with him is when you know is Roethlisberger going to move on and he makes a lot of those guys good but he showed me enough that he could you know be explosive and that's kind of what I like to look for in these guys and maybe needs a little development and whatnot but these guys that can be mismatches and beat one-on-one and be a threat in the red zone are the kind of guys I like because maybe they blow up and develop into something special and he showed some signs of that so yeah he's the guy that I, I loved before the draft I got greedy and I didn't end up getting him but he uh uh, he's got all those all those things. I, I, you know, the only, only thing I have I, I, I don't like him is the TikTok stuff. He, the, he, I could do without the TikTok dances. But uh, I was the, waiting for you to do a little a little dance here. You want me? No, no. no you I already really told me you, not to do that. I don't want do you it. to. Right? <laughs> Nobody wants that. Um, wow, there's some players that I'm really shocked that are 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 still on the board. Um, mm-hmm. This is interesting. Uh, what your thought? You have any thoughts on uh, on uh, on Justin's pick? Oh, uh, I like Claypool. I I don't know that I would have taken him this high. He was a little inconsistent for my taste to to take at number ten. Um, I I love watching him. I love the talent. Um, but I I might have waited a few picks on him. But over, yeah. again, I think he's got tremendous upside. So I'm gonna take. I'm gonna. Boy, this is really hard for me to take because I'm looking at my choices here, and uh, there's a couple running backs that really mm-hmm. should go, but I'm also looking at the temporary nature of a, the running back asset, and I'm thinking, what about if I got a guy that could, could that could start for me for the next ten years? And I'm taking Justin Her- Herbert oh, for that wow. reason. Yep, I'm taking the first quarterback on the on the, bo- on the board. I've seen uh, off the board. Um, I've seen enough. I think he is going to be one of those. Even in a one quarterback league, he's going to be one of those those guys that you want to have top six type guy for a long time. So I'm taking him. I I can't argue with you. I it's mean, hard in a one quarterback league taking taking a guy that high, but you have to. He was almost the top six quarterback this year as rookie year. It's so. now the best rookie quarterback season we've ever seen, right? I, I mean, I don't know. I didn't look it up, but it's got to be close. I'm pretty sure it is. All right. Uh, again, you, I'm, I'm trying to decide between two guys. One's a running back and one's a receiver. Uh, and also nervous about that short-term life of, uh, of running back. So I'm going to go with Jerry Judy. Uh, did not have the greatest season this year, but a lot of it had to do with where he was. He got a 21% target share in Denver, 12.9 yards per target, which is great. Uh, he was fifth in air yards in the NFL this season. He's got the the route running talent. He's a good receiver. I think fortunes. <laughs> you think he's got lobster hands? He's got, yeah, he's got pincers for hands. Yeah. Uh, I still like his uh, his his talent. I like his uh, his spot in Denver. If they uh, they've got nowhere to go but up here, uh, and I think he'll be around for a long time. So I'm going to take Jerry Judy here. Yeah, I mean, I like him. He's got talent. He's one of a number of these guys that we're looking at that have talent, and a lot of what's going to happen to them is depends on who their long-term quarterback is. Are they going to stick with Drew Locke or upgrade? You could say that about a number of the guys we're going right. to pick here. But to me, that makes a big difference, and we'll see see what happens. It, it, it's worth the risk, though, at this point in the draft. I'm I think so. At the last pick in the first round, I'm I'm happy to get Judy there. So uh, let me let me recap the first round, Sean. Right. Unless you had no, 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 I got nothing else. All right, Jonathan Taylor went number one. Justin Jefferson two. C.D. Lamb at three. 
Dobbins at four. DeAndre Swift at five. I'm not missing six here. There it is. CEH at six. James Robinson at seven. Brandon Ayuk at eight. T. Higgins at nine. Chase Claypool 11. Justin Herbert at oh, sorry, 10? Chase Claypool at 10. Justin Herbert at 11. And Jerry Judy at 12. That rounds out our first round. Who are you taking? Uh, first, pick, Justin. first pick yeah, in the second me. round. Yeah. <laughs> no, was, we made a trade. We I, made a trade. I was just doing a no look pass. <laughs> okay, okay. Nice. Okay, at this point, I'd take A.J. Dillon because I think wow. we're done with the. Um, jo- Aaron Jones is probably going to move on. And I. He looked good when I saw him. I, he hasn't he hasn't done much, but I saw him in a few games, and he looks he's big. He looks pretty mobile. He kind of passed the eye test. That's a good offense. I could see him stepping into that role next year. That's I, it's I, a I risk. Can't, I can't argue it with it um, at all. Uh, it's a it's a it's a risk, and I'm gonna. But I don't like to draft for safety, right? You want to take guys that can maybe be part of a good offense or have something special about them. That's yeah. That's what no, I, I, th- I think that that's he's got massive upside. Massive upside. Uh, the fact that uh, we don't know what Aaron Jones is going to do um, is the is the thing that for me is is his two fumbles in the NFC Championship game probably didn't help. Though. I don't think it helps, but I, again, he's got a whole career of of being productive in that offense. So, but I don't think. I mean, he's not going to be out of the NFL. He's signing a contract oh, yeah. someplace, and arguably those fumbles would suppress his value, make him more affordable for Green Bay. But I'm going to take a guy that I feel more confident in, even um, though if Aaron Jones moves on, I think that's the better pick. I think Dylan's the better pick. But I'm going to take a guy that I almost took last time, and that's Antonio Gibson. Yeah. He um, was the running back I was yeah, thinking he, about. Yeah, uh, I think he's not a, um, a real classic uh, running back. In fact, he, he's played, an, a, played a lot of wide receiver in college. Um I, the thing about him that I was not confident in going into the draft was how he was going to be used, and I think we've seen that he's being used as a primary carrier. Uh, oddly enough, he's not being used in the passing game a ton, um, which I think will change. So I, I see him as having a, a solid role with room for expansion, and I, I like uh, um, some the way that team is going, I think that there are there's room for uh, improvement still. So I'm going to take Antonio Gibson. Yeah, I like Gibson. I he had he did have 36 receptions, and that was with McKissick around. Who I think right. got, McKissick he had, it, he got a ton of pass. Obviously, in key situations they they went with McKissick. Um, but again, I think Gibson's got room to 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 grow, and I like that. Gotcha. All right, I am going to go with a running back this time around. Cam Akers is my pick. Um, he obviously got off to a very slow start. Was he the guy that had separated ribs? Do you remember? I think um, we were kind of yeah, making yeah, light I think of. He, I think he, was he a, a, a Dr. Westgard episode? I, I think so. I think he was. I think he was. So he, he was dealing with some injuries, had a slow start. Um, but from weeks 12 to 17, he was the running back 17 and a half PPR. And then he had a really nice playoff run, 272 yards and a touchdown in the playoffs. So, and I liked him coming into the draft. He was one of the running backs that I liked on film. So given that late season production and the fact that I do think he's a good running back, he's my pick here at number, what is it? 15? Yeah. Yep. What I do you guys I, think? By the way, I can't, I, 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 I 
I think it's a had, great value for him. I at had this acres point. higher than that, yeah. so um, I think it's a great pick. I cannot believe that we are well into the second round, and we just mentioned Cam Akers' his name. But that's nuts. Yeah, yeah. This this is the year. To I mean, there are there this are, are a deep draft. There are rookie redrafts where Cam Akers would go four, right? So I think uh, I mean it might be a, be a bit of a reach, but I definitely think he gets discussed in the same you know, sentences as some of those other guys that went early. So I think that's, this is remarkable draft. Yeah, that's for sure. It's a fun year to do a redraft. Yeah. <laughs> you can talk about relevant guys for a long time. All right, Bode, who's next? Number yeah. 16. Well, there's a nice group of receivers here that have, ha- didn't really necessarily do a lot right away, but have some potential. But I think rather than going that route, I, w- I would take Joe Burrow here because uh, I do think he has a chance to be, a top tier quarterback you know the knee injury is tough um and i can speak from experience on that you don't, don't always come back the same but um he's not you know, he, he's, he's not, shown enough he, he's explosive I, I i like burrow he's here. not 40 and you're and you're not i'm not either unfortunately and, and you're not talking about fantasy experience you're talking about your own personal knee experience yeah yeah uh, yeah three knee surgeries it takes a little out of you yeah you could still beat me in a race though well yeah of course <laughs> not me for sure not me I like no comment. I I do like Burrow. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, just crossing my fingers that his his shredded knee. I'm air quoting because I think that's actually what Bjorn called it. As I don't know if it's the official medical term, but I mean, he did say if you're going to play with a knee like that, he's playing the right position. So yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, as long as he doesn't have a shredded shoulder, I think we're probably. Uh, in the he he's he's going to be I, I think he showed enough to to think that um, that he has the potential of being a star quarterback in the league, presuming his new comes back and, yep. and I think that's that's a question mark. But this we're at the point now where we're, we're picking question marks. Right, right. we're talking sixteen in the draft. You I know, know that's you crazy. Might get a marquee quarterback. Right. All right. So I'm going to take I'm going to take. Um, I have to choose among a bunch of receivers that didn't do much this year. That, well, they did something, but like not nothing you can really bank on. And I'm going to take of those. I'm going to take Henry Ruggs. Okay. Um, and uh, I'm going to take Henry Ruggs um, because uh, he was very involved in the offense. The offense was a lot better when he played. When he was out, the offense really struggled. Um. And uh, I don't exactly see um, – I, I basically think he is the future there, and it's just going it, to – for a guy like him, it's going to take a little more time. But I, I, I believe he certainly has the speed. Um, he, he had a couple, couple ugly drops this year. Um, but I, that, I, mean, he, I think he had more drops this year than he did in his entire college career. Um, if not, it was close. So – I don't see that as a trend. I do think that is something that's probably going to get fixed. So that's right. I mean, I don't know what you yeah. guys think. No, I mean, I, I like him. My one concern with him is, is he going to develop into a complete receiver that demands multiple targets? And I'm not going to say I watched a bunch of Raiders games and know about the few that I saw, you know, they might take two deep shots to him a game and they weren't using him in intermediate routes a lot. You know, everything was going to Waller, which I was happy about, yeah. by the way. But 
in order for him to be a kind of a complete receiver, you want a guy that's not just a deep threat. And I'm not saying he is, but that's how they used him this year. So can he develop that next level where he's going to get eight targets a game and start getting 15-yard catches? I'd want to see that. That's my concern, what might happen to him. He'll I think, be all I think or the, concern, the Waller thing is is a big concern. I, You know, you, you look at that offense and you think, are they trying to be kind of like Kansas City? And, you know, Tyreek is a one in a, you know, there's one guy like Tyreek playing But he in the catches, NFL. like, intermediate and short balls, too. They use them all over the field, whereas rugs are using them to stretch the field, but they're not then designing plays to get him little, you know, mm-hmm. slants or 15-yard in routes, and they don't seem to use them that way, at least in, like, the two games of theirs I saw and looking at the box score of his targets. That's right. my conclusion. No, I, so. I, I think that that's all but, correct. I mean, as a rookie, though, he, he, you know, he, give him a little more time, he may develop and start using them that way. Yeah, when I was doing film work in the offseason, I, I liked Ruggs' game. Uh, I felt like he was a complete receiver, that he wasn't just a speed guy. Uh, so I still do have hope for him. I'm, I'm kind of thinking, as you two were talking, I started thinking about Stefan Diggs and how he was used more extensively this season. And he wasn't just kind of that deep threat guy that he tended to be in Minnesota, at least at times. Um, so I still think Ruggs has, yeah, he's got all some of these, upside. All these rookies have the opportunity to expand their games right and i think he is a little more polished than some of the other guys that i, I was considering taking so yeah. i feel a little more comfortable with him than some of the guys that you guys are probably going to say in the next couple of picks so. right well you got to realize none of these guys had a training camp and they yep. had truncated time to develop and, and most receivers don't come in and do what justin jefferson did it might take him a year or two so just because they haven't done anything yet doesn't mean they're not going to i and, think the other thing, not that I want to spend forever talking about rugs, but the the the, uh, the other receiver in too late. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, the other receiver in in Las Vegas that got a bunch of work was your old draft pick. The, oh, uh, Aguilar? Aguilar. Yeah, Aguilar. And I just I don't see that as a long term trend. I I could be wrong. He could be like the rare like sixth year breakout <laughs> right. wide receiver. Well, it's right? also like Robert Woods, my other old draft pick. He was nothing in Buffalo, then moved to a new team, and they I mean, used it, him, and now he's good. So a little bit, but that happened sooner. But yeah, I got Aguilar on my team along with Devontae Parker. Yeah, <laughs> you are <laughs> the king of picking up other people's scraps. All right, All right. let's move on. All right, so. Uh, I, it's funny when you guys mention these the receivers that we just really haven't seen a ton out of. Uh, that's what my, I, I called this tier that I still think I love the talent, question mark. <laughs> question um, mark question but I'm going to go with Michael Pittman Jr. here. He was second on the Colts in target share with 14% this year. He was the wide receiver 17 <laughs> in a very specific target uh, period, or weeks 9 to 11. But the reason... <laughs> <laughs> In week 10. He the was third there. snap of the game in week seven, he was like the best guy. He was the right. best guy. He was the best receiver in the NFL. But uh, I, there was that period of three weeks there where I, I think I tweeted at the time, too, like, he's starting to go off, pick him up while you got the chance. Well, he kind of fizzled out a little bit later in the season. However, here's an interesting stat. He was targeted 10 times in their playoff game, and I like that. I think that indicates that the team likes him. They trust him. Uh, and I think big things are ahead for Michael Pittman Jr. Solid. I can't. I I got no, nothing to argue with, uh, with you about that. He was not a guy that I loved going to the draft, but it, neither was Justin Jefferson. So I'm not going to. I'm not going to say that's wrong. So my guy will be a guy um, similar, but I'd go Denzel Mims, and, and here's why. He. You know, looked really good physically coming out of the combine and everything. And I view it as he hasn't really had a rookie year yet. Because if you're in an Adam Gase offense, does it really count? <laughs> it does. 
right? So let's see what he does as a rookie next year with like a real offense and maybe you know upgraded talent around him. Yeah, no, I think I, he's a guy I was hoping as much as you hope in in a in a re- redraft mock thing. I was hoping he would fall to me because he's he was the next guy on my list as well. Yeah, I think that's a good pick. He's definitely in the tier I just mentioned, and I like his talent. I like his athleticism at least. Right, and. I mean, look at Robbie Anderson, what he was in the Jets and when he left, right? That offense was a mess. You don't, you don't know what I guys mean, are really capable literally of. Literally every player that has left an Adam Gase offense has exploded from Kenyon Drake to, I mean, everybody. Yeah, Tannehill. So, right. So I think that that's uh, – you did not make that <laughs> very far, Jim. I just uh, tossed my can. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't go where I was aiming. <laughs> all right. Um, all right, so then – I'm stuck taking, and this is not intentional, but I'm taking taking another guy that I drafted as well and because I don't really feel like I have a lot of other options at this point. Uh, I'm going to take Jalen Rager. Um, my problems with Jalen Rager are, well, I have no idea what they've got at quarterback on that team. Um, he didn't do much this year that was impressive, to be totally honest. Um, that said... Uh, he is was always a real kind of a rough prospect, and I didn't expect him to do really anything this year, um, simply because uh, he 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 came out of an offense where he essentially got like one out of every three passes thrown his way was was catchable. I think he had, I mean that's not the actual stat, but I think he had like the lowest catchable pass rate in college of anybody. Um, and I think that probably has continued on to the pros where he has not had a lot of catchable balls thrown his way. But when he does, his catch rate is 57%. Yeah, no, it's, it's, oh. it's, there's, there's questions. I'm right? doing the oh, did, did you see like the Vikings? They had like video of their war room during the draft. Oh. Their reaction when the Eagles drafted Rieger, they were practically giddy and laughing. Now that's, that's probably true. more to do that they knew Justin Jefferson was sliding to yes. him. But just a word of caution. No, Spielman's I, a guru, man. I, <laughs> well, I would. I wouldn't. You just. You had me until you said the last. Oh, well, you know. I'm just I, having fun. He. He is. For sure, the last um, guy of that group. I mean, I guess I. I have Judy a little lower because I. I have. Um, uh, concerns about the hands. Also, I think. Uh, and you know, Tim Patrick's number one receiver. There, we can talk trade later, Tim. <laughs> but, but basically. You know, you're still kind of crossing your fingers and hoping that he's going to develop, and we don't know. But I think the talent is there um, if it if it can if it can be polished, right? It's like a like a rough cut stone. I think it, yeah, funny <laughs> guy. All right, so that's that. That's my pick. All right, um, I'm gonna go with Brian Edwards. He was the last guy in my tier of, I, I think I still like the talent. Mm. Um, he had the third most receptions and fourth most yards in SEC history. I don't think you do that without the talent. I'm concerned about his Jones fracture still, um, if that's something that's going to linger or maybe was affecting him this season. Um, I think, like you mentioned, Sean, I'm not actually a believer in Aguilar. So I think he's probably gone, and I think this is going to be the Ruggs and Edwards show going forward. So I like the the young receiver there. Okay, so that comes back around to me, and 
I'm looking at this now and, and maybe snapping up a quarterback because I don't really love the other talent there. And there's two I'm thinking of. One that was that I actually took, a higher rated, or Hertz maybe on the Eagles. But I, between Hertz and Tua, I'll, I'll go Tua. I mean, I, um, you know, he had some ups and downs. wasn't great his rookie year, but he's basically played half a season as, as a in the NFL, and he had a couple nice games, and he's got some talent. So I'll, I'll go I'll go Tua here. I I think. Uh... I have I have Tua quite a bit lower, um, mostly because I see his upside and his downside as the same thing, which is I see him being a quarterback two, right in a fantasy football league. I think I, I don't think he's got quarterback one potential. I think he's going to be, he's he's the opposite of a boomer bust. Basically, he's going to be given a, a job and an opportunity. So I would have taken Hertz, but since I already have a quarterback. I am going to take Darnell Mooney, mm-hmm. uh, and he is a guy that uh, we didn't really talk much about. Um, and to me, he when I saw him play, um, he he to me he was impressive. And especially if you consider who is throwing him the football, I mean, yeah. Did you see the post route he caught like? Last week, I think maybe against the Packers last week of the season, he made an amazing catch where he went up and twisted over a guy. The guy looks passes the eye test. I, I, I think he reminds me a little bit, honestly, of Stefan Diggs, like a guy who was taken late. I think he was a fifth-round pick. Um, he was, yeah, fifth-round. And, and he uh, um, started – there was a little bit of buzz about him. And uh, I, I could tell when, we, when the Vikings played Chicago, he was getting targeted or he was trying to be featured a little bit. But honestly, the, the quarterback situation in Chicago is so terrible, and that's that's the downside to him. Is like, I mean, when's the last time the Bears had a legit quarterback, Eric Kramer for one year? I mean, it's not been it's not been rich. So, um, but I, I believe in the talent, and I think that uh, he is the best of the remaining players. So I'm going to take Darnell Mooney. I like that. I like the shot. At, uh, he definitely showed something on the field this year. He did have the second highest target share in Chicago, 16% this year. Um, and there's talk that Robinson might not be in Chicago. Have you heard that? Oh, yeah. I don't think he's going to be back. So, I mean, he could be the number one receiver in Chicago next year. Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind that pick at all. Uh, I'm kind of holding my nose and making this pick, but I feel like... <laughs> we went from being super excited about <laughs> these guys in the top of the second round to the end of the second round being like, Ugh. Yeah, I. this is not a guy I liked coming into the draft. It's not a guy I really was excited about this season. Maybe I can, just can't even do it. Maybe I'll t- I'm going to go a more exciting route, and I'll tell you when, when this guy gets taken later. I'm okay. going to go with Gabriel Davis. Hmm. Uh, he played 73% of snaps this season, had seven touchdowns, and 17.1 yards per catch. I like what he showed in Buffalo. That offense appears to have become a passing offense, and uh, I think he's a nice compliment. More importantly, a scoring offense. I mean, they they <laughs> yeah. put points on the board. That's true. So... I'm going to take Gabriel Davis. I feel like I'll be able to sleep better tonight doing that. I like <laughs> the pick. I like except, the pick. Except for, uh, in, instead of the guy I was thinking about taking first. Nice. Well, it came back around to me. I get Hurts now. Are we, are we at the top? Are we at this point? Are we at the top of the third round? Top of the third round. Uh, right. I, I'm not going to rehash this second no, round unless no. you guys think I should. All right, no. all right, go no. for it. Pick no. number twenty-five. So I said last time I was looking at Tua or Hurts. I'll t- I take Hurts now and. You know, he showed me that he can throw the ball better than I would thought 
coming out Better of college. Better than Carson Wentz, at and, least that last well, year. Well, maybe, yeah. <laughs> and, and he can run the ball, and maybe Wentz moves on. And anytime you get one of those dual-threat quarterbacks that runs and throws, you know, in fantasy, how valuable that can be. So roll the dice. Maybe he develops into something. He, he showed enough signs in a couple games that why not? I like it. He's one of those running quarterbacks. You, you never know. I think I, 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 I like the pick. I expect Wentz to move on. His contract situation is difficult. Um, the Eagles' overall cap situation is difficult, though. So, um, if they think they gave you know they gave him a, a test drive, and if they if they're happy with um, what they did, then then I, I think there's a good. And if they got a taker, right? And Indy has the space for for Wentz, and and uh, Frank Reich has a has a history with Wentz. So I I do think that that is a potential. Um, I think I'm going to try. I think I'm going to take the guy that you were holding your nose at. Is it Zach Moss? It's not. But, ah. <laughs> but I, he's in the same tiers, so I guess they're both nose holders. <laughs> I'm taking Zach Moss, and I'm taking Zach Moss um, because scarcity of the position. Um, I, it, it is a good offense. The problem there is, at best, he is the second best running back in that team. Uh, with Josh Allen being the number one running back on that team, at least on the goal I line. I don't. I don't know if that's true anymore. I. I. I think. I think, I think there's a lot of goal line that where you're just gonna get. You're gonna lose a couple touchdowns a year on that. And he. They also have another guy, by the way. Um, I. I don't. I An, see the, another running back. You talking yeah, about Singletary? Singletary okay. Yeah. Yeah. For me, the upside for him is the Daily Show, Jonathan Stewart. Right. I. I I've. I've made the comparison for a long time between Josh Allen and Cam Newton. Um, and for me, then, the question is, can Zach Moss be the Daily Show? Uh, John Stewart was a, a solid running back, just never put up production that was... that was Yeah, because Cam was taking eight rushing touchdowns a year from right. him. Right, and, and I just I see that as the best-case scenario for Zach Moss. And so I hold my nose, but I take him anyway. All right. Well, I'm holding my nose. I'm going to take the guy I didn't take last time, LaVisca Chenault. Ooh. Um, <laughs> Logical. Yeah, I just feel like at this point in the draft, I have to take him. I didn't like him coming in, into the draft. I don't really love him going forward. But at pick number 20, what are we at, 27, uh, he's the guy I'm going to take. Yeah, I think it's pretty much a steal yeah. at this point. I yeah. Think I, 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 I don't like him for the, probably the same reasons you do. I feel like he's... Percy Harvin 2.0, and but Trevor Lawrence coming in is going to change a lot of things, so we'll never know how that's going to go. Yep, yep, I like it. So at this point, it's getting thin pickings. I'll go Quintez Cephas. Oh, um, I like it. Just, you know, he he's a big body. They There's a few games where they started to use him. I believe, I'm not sure, some of the guys in front of him, someone might be moving on. I, yeah. I well, Galladay's potential. Actually, both Marvin Jones Marvin and Galladay. Marvin Jones and Galladay are both free. So Although Galladay targets said, opening up for whatever crappy quarterback they get after Stafford. <laughs> so am I excited? No, but at this point in the draft, why not? Yeah. yeah. Solid, solid I like budget. it. Yeah. I've seen that guy play. He's he's a good good player. Cephas. Yeah, he beat the burnt the Gophers a couple times, I believe, uh, yeah. two years ago. Yeah. Unfortunately. So, wow, what is left? We're at number twenty-eight. I am twenty-nine. Twenty-nine. Mm-hmm. Twenty-nine. 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 I'm going to take Van Jefferson. Why? Because I love Van Jefferson. <laughs> Why do I love Van Jefferson? 
Uh, he is a, a, a really, really, really good route runner. I think his game will translate when they move on from one of Robert Woods. Um, actually, I expect Robert Woods probably to be the guy that, that they move on from eventually because the cap situation is not great in L.A. Um, that may change if if there's a Stafford to L.A. Uh, thing as well. But when they have to, um, the contracts that they signed with uh, with Woods um, and, uh, oh, my God, I'm blanking on his name. Um, cu- uh <laughs> oh, it's not good. <laughs> I did, this, I did this before. Oh my gosh, Bodie, the receivers in L.A. Uh, it's uh, Cooper Cup. Cooper Thank Cup. You. Oh my God, uh, <laughs> I've literally had one beer. <laughs> um, but both those contracts are things that they can get out of, and so the name of the game in the NFL is always, can you get somebody to do the job for cheaper? And uh, I think. That uh, that that's a possibility. I think they gave him a little chance to to show what he could do at the end of the year, and he 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 caught he made several nice catches. I think he is um, going to at least be uh, the third wide receiver in that team next year. Um, so I, I I I think that he's the guy we're going to take next. All right. Um, not super excited about this pick either, but um. At least I'm going to take a dart throw here. I'm going to go with Donovan Peoples-Jones in uh, in Cleveland. I like his athleticism. Um, I, I don't know what's going to happen there with OBJ and or Jarvis Landry in the near future. Uh, so I think there's – this is just kind of an upside dart throw at pick number 30. I, I like it. I actually took him in the third round of our rookie draft, which is usually a sign of a guy that's going to do well. I just will cut him before he <laughs> no, no reaches one, that. Yeah, peak. no one, no one does better in the third round than Justin Bodie. But I like uh, it. I, I didn't remember that you took him, Justin. So that makes me feel good about this pick. <laughs> All right, thirty-one. Okay, so I'll stick on the same team and go uh, the tight end uh, Harrison Bryant in um, Cleveland, and that's just because. You know, Njoku, I don't know if they still going to have him under contract, but he, he hasn't shown me a lot. I, for some reason, I think, like, they, they might be able to move on from him. And they started getting Bryant involved a little bit. And, and tight ends, you know, it often takes them two, three years to really start doing anything. And so he just showed very little signs here, but I like his talent and I like the offense that they're building, so I could see him becoming a bigger part of that. But maybe not next year. Might have to sit on him for a year before that happens. Yeah, I like the pick. And that's not uncommon to have to just wait on a tight end for a bit. Okay, where are we at? Thirty-two. Thirty-two. Yeah, I am. So I, I can figure. I got two more picks left. I'm going to take. I'm going to take Cole Komet. He's not the next guy on my list, but I'm still going to take him. I like that pick. Uh, I'm going to sure. take Cole Komet because I, you know, he showed me that I, th- I think he is a, a guy that they want to be a featured tight end. Uh, Jimmy Graham is is not going to be there forever. He's old as. Old as uh, there's some some dirt. Old, really old, there's no, dirt. but there's a really old guy from the Bible, Methuselah or Meth, Meth, I can't Methuselah. I don't think Thank that's you. from the Bible, though. isn't it? I don't, I don't even know. I think that's like I mythology of some Roman Greek. I don't it's know. It's all the same. Anyway, uh, <laughs> wow. So here's the thing. Uh, I'm taking Cole Komet. I think that uh, he he will get the opportunity, and you know, in Chicago. They're going to have a high, you know, a, a high volume passing attack, right? 
No, maybe not. But <laughs> I'm still uh-huh. taking Cole Komet because I think that even in a limited passing attack, you can usually get some production out of a tight end. So That offense was coming around a little bit at the end of the season, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. True. All Wait, right. Tim, before you pick, yeah. I'd like to trade up to oh. the spot with you. Trade this my next two picks for this. <laughs> okay. Wow. wow. Are you next willing? two picks? Yeah. Sure. Okay. All right, at number 33. It's never been done before. I'd like to trade <laughs> up. In a mock or a redo, <laughs> redo. I'm trading up to select Jordan Love for the primary purpose of pissing off Rodgers. I'm trading up to get Love. Because okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping he gets fr- frustrated and moves on from Green Bay. Oh, so oh, the Vikings he might just get frustrated and, and take his team to the NFC Championship game, though. Yeah, and then kick a field goal when they have a chance to tie the game. Yeah, well, that was so, his choice. Now I'm a little he actually confused. said he was annoyed at that. I mean, he didn't literally say it, but he well, they asked him why he did something, you know, on the last play, and he said, well, I thought I was going to have another chance. Well, obviously, like who <laughs> kicks a field goal two oh six left and you're down yeah. eight on the five-yard line or Dennis six-yard Green. line? Dennis Green. Dennis Green does that. Well, no, here's <laughs> the thing. I was actually talking to my friend Phil in Green Bay just today. Oh, he must have been so mad. He's a big Green Bay fan. And he was complaining about it, and I said, well, it kind of is like the Vikings' 12-man-in-the-huddle mistake in the NFC Championship game, except actually worse because they did it on purpose, right? We, like, screwed up and did 12-man-in-the-huddle, <laughs> took the penalty. They actually purposely kicked the field goal. So and we I had, just want to rub it in a little bit for the Green Bay people. Yeah. I want to I point out, too, we had 12-man-in-the-huddle after a timeout. After yes. a timeout. Oh, my gosh. Well, that, without the timeout, When we were in field goal happen. range to win it and go to the Super Bowl. I know. Yeah, I know. Don't remind me. Probably the so, be- best— uh, Best team we had, do you think? No. No? Yeah, I like 98, that 98 team. 98 team okay. Don't forget the 75 team either. I forget that because I was four. Where Drew Pearson <laughs> pushed off. Well, I was five or whatever as well. But So do I get pick 34 then? Is that That's yeah. one of the picks you yeah. get the next. Yeah, you get the next. next wait, no, wait, no, no. Did I even you have two picks? I just wanted I to trade up since I was taking love. I pick, and then you get the last two picks. But he had he would have had pick 34, oh, he so took that your comes pick. to me, yeah. So yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. So you get the next pick. He I'm going to take 34. I'm going to take Anthony McFarland here, mm. only because I do I do like him as a running back. I don't really see him as a workhorse at any point, but I do think some opportunities are going to open up in Pittsburgh. Here, Connor's probably gone. I don't really like anybody else on that roster at running back. Uh, so again, kind of a dart throw, but that's who I'm going to take at 34. So then it goes to me, right? Yep. At this point, yes. Um, all right, so I am going to. So I can't believe you made that trade, and all you got was Mister Irrelevant. No, wait. <laughs> he already had it. You he just had moved Mr. Irrelevant. down no, one spot mind. for fun. I take that <laughs> but back. thank you, Tim. I did. It's his birthday yesterday. <laughs> all right, fine. So who am I going to take? Oh my God, uh, this is. I think I have to take. You know what? Actually, I'm going to make another audible. This is not the guy that it's. On. I'm looking. I'll just tell you. I'm looking at Keyshawn Vaughn's name. Oh, and I'm yeah. thinking. You never know what's going to happen there, except I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Instead, I'm going to I'm going to go with a guy that I think has um, a nice opportunity, and that's Adam Troutman. Oh, yeah. so I, I I do think that you know Jared Cook is long in the tooth. They got terrible cap problems. They're going to have to. Taysom Hill likes to of the tight end, or well, I don't know what's going to happen at the quarterback position position right. in that team either. But uh, but I, I like the talent, and um, and so I'm going to take Adam Trotman. There's there's problems with it. I certainly um, uh, I, I considered taking. Uh, well, I guess McFarland was already you just took him. So it really was it, it was uh, Keyshawn Vaughn and Devin Duvernay. And Duvernay was the one that I was little more excited about because i do actually think he's the best receiver in baltimore but um that doesn't get you very far 
All right, Mr. Irrelevant, yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Yes. I'm going to I'm going to take a second round NFL draft pick here in KJ Hamler. Oh, yeah. Uh just he's got draft capital. Again, we didn't see much out of him. Uh the offense is kind of a mess right now, but I'm going to take a guy at number 36 in a rookie draft that was drafted in the second round in the NFL. I'll do that every, every day, day of the week and, and twice, twice on Sunday. Twice on Saturday. Oh, nice. that's right, Saturday. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we, we did his, it. His, we did it. His hands, uh, I was concerned about his hands. He actually, I think, looked better than, to me, uh, looked better than Judy. Not all the time, but for stretches. So I, I think that uh, I like that pick. Yeah, right. as I said, I think I mean both those guys could emerge as the number two behind Patrick. So I mean, <laughs> <laughs> love it. All right, well that's gonna wrap it up. Thanks for joining us uh, for this 2020 rookie redraft. Uh, we uh, take a look at the uh, Steel Pod Facebook group if you get a chance and uh, join up there. There's lots of good content provided by our fellow purloiners <laughs> on that site. <laughs> um, also, you can find us uh, on Twitter. Uh, I'm at SteelPod. I'm at SteelPod, Sean. And we, oh, I should just mention this episode, probably you've already noticed, came out a little later than normal. We switched to uh, a Thursday release during the season. We're going to try to head back to a Monday release going forward in the off season here. So um, look for our nep- next episode uh, this coming Monday. All right. All right. Bye. Until then, bye bye. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of Steel. Join our community on the Steel Pod Facebook group and follow us on Twitter at Steel Pod.